Station. 10 Sports Radio. On today's show, Cody and Gold does Phoenix hard. Is it too early <laughs> to start the dynasty conversation? And which storylines are we already ready to kill? Now, two guys who are so close to me, I feel like I could almost touch their beautiful faces, guys. It's Cody <laughs> Tapp and Alex Gold. We are live in Arizona. Nick's got to make it awkward off the jump, as always. Nick always does a great job at, at doing that. Touch Which his part? Face. Here, come here. Yeah, I'll just lean in a little bit. Uh, we are on video wow, screen. We are. Stubble. Oh, he yeah. didn't shave last wow, night. Wow, he's got that. He's got that Super Bowl stubble going. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's right back. We know Cody. It would be months of being on Radio Row at the months? Super Bowl for him to to get to that First point off, in time. We there was some facial hair after one month. Okay. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. I don't think it would take months. It didn't look like hair that belonged on a face. No, but it was. It looked like the chest hair of a of a newly, <laughs> like post pubescent, fifteen year old boy. But I don't have any chest hair now. We've so established that. Can't that. Be good. Yeah, We've so not you. Yeah, we <laughs> like maybe gold. Not like a normal. Maybe gold as a fifteen year old boy. Mm, okay. Do you have chest hair when you were fifteen? A little bit, I think. Go but back. Not go much. back into I'm the trying time to remember. machine. I, it's not something I I, I quite recall entirely. But we Perfect are here on Radio Row, day number one. Are you and guys of course, nervous? we are brought to you by Ray Gun no? and Baker <laughs> University. Uh, it is day one, and you can tell it's day one, guys, out here on Radio Row. Uh, if you're watching on the video stream, you can see it's it's kind of quiet. It's not it's not a whole lot of activity yet. Here it'll pick up as the week goes on. We'll have some great guests throughout the week as well. But this is kind of day number one. We remember from Miami back in 2019, 2020, where there's not a whole lot of activity going on. Yeah, it's kind of quiet in the early going, which is okay. That means we can get to all those like Chiefs topics before, you know, the big guests of the world come rolling through the building, and we try to get them on the show to get some opposing opinions on maybe what we think about the Chiefs. I don't mind a nice slow start to the week. Plus, you know, Nick got after last night. He was out of control, so you know. Most those oh, things yeah. happen. We need a slow start to the week. He's I came here to double shot. I came here to sin, boys. <laughs> I thought you said you came here to work. Well, That's I, what you I said did. just last week. I did, and then things changed when we got here. You're like just close enough to Vegas that this is now your new yeah, city. It's the desert, you know, similar ecosystem. So I thought, why not? We tried to do something nice for Cody, guys. I, we, we tried to do something didn't nice yesterday. You try to yesterday. do anything nice for we, me at all. We have been in Phoenix for just about exactly 24 hours mm -hmm. at this point in time. We had an early flight out of KC, uh, and we get into town, and we said, you know what? Cody wanted to do something. Uh, I'd like to do things Phoenix-related. And wanted to do some Phoenix staples. And so Nick and I had a great idea. We yeah. tried to be kind. Because we're a little more familiar with the city than Cody is. Yeah, he said we wanted to do some bucket list stuff for you, Cody. So we drove... It's not a bucket Yesterday, list item. You were blindfolded in the backseat of the car, and then where did we go? You went to a strip club on a Sunday at 10.30 a.m. named Cheetahs. So there's one. There's multiple things. Cheetah doesn't even play for this team anymore, so I don't think we support anything named Cheetah, including <laughs> the animals. It's a number one. So they're an endangered species. We should just kill them all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll stand by that. Nice try. Trying to pin me into a corner, thinking I wouldn't say yes. And now here we are. So you think that makes you sound cool? You think that that's <laughs> cool of you to say that? I just I'm standing by my original statement. Standing by it, my morals. If yeah. you haven't seen the video, we're in the car. I help Cody get out of the car. He takes the blindfold off, and within I don't know ten seconds is already heading back to the vehicle, not willing to go inside of the the strip club whatsoever. You were like, like a frightened child. Not a frightened clinging child. I didn't want to go. Clinging onto the pants leg of their mother. It was exactly <laughs> the way I would feel. Like 11, like almost, maybe it was closer to 11, I don't know. But like 11 a.m. on a Sunday, 
There's a security guard already burning a heater on the outside. I'm like, I can't. Well, it was not burning a heater. <laughs> There's just waiting. no way. There's no Wait, so way. This so stereotype. We've, we've narrowed this down. So you're good. If you're saying if we go back there tonight no, around 9 no, o'clock tonight, you'll feel more comfortable. There won't be, it won't be as creepy for you. Okay. I don't want to go to a What do you want to do? What do you want to do while we're here? I don't know. Other things. No, no, no. Name one thing. I don't know, but okay. I did, it wasn't that. Okay. Is that so bad? You I'll, still I'll, You know us. what I want to do? I want to talk about the Chiefs. This team oh who's in a Super God. Bowl. I want to talk about the accomplishments we have that they're six working plus on. Plus days here. Yeah, that, that. That's what I want to talk about. They're that's all what week. the listeners want to We've got all hear. week to do that. Yeah, that's not, it's not a necessity right this second, man. What, you want to talk about cheetahs? We to, cheetahs. That's how you guys wanted to spend your We didn't go there to talk I, about it. I think the first 24 hours have been a lot of fun so far in, in Phoenix already. I don't know about you guys. We, we accomplished the few things we wanted to accomplish. Just Cody Other than wet, Mr. Wet Blanket over That's there. That's the only part that You guys could have gone. What was stopping you from going? Why did it need well, my involvement? We had a little, we had a little toddler yeah, temp, throwing a temper tantrum out in the car. That's, okay. That's, not, a, that's not how it went. And, and it went exactly like this, where I said I don't want to go and you can't make me. I'm an adult. I can make my own decisions. The other thing I discovered. You will go. Very you will like it. <laughs> the other thing I discovered very quickly. I mean, we maybe been in the rental car for 30 minutes yesterday. 30 minutes max. And Nick was already heavily criti- criticizing Backseat driver. the driving of Cody Tapp. You missed. Um, okay, Cody's missed a bad a driver. Turns. Cody's a bad driver. He drives slow, and he still misses every turn. Okay, Cannot, I haven't missed a turn since no, that no, first no, no, day. No, no, here's what it is. There's strange city. Two turns. Can we actually get to yeah, this? Because here's what it is. You, and I've told you this before, you talk too much. You, you, you just need to say less because you're, you're in the middle of a story when you should be paying attention to the GPS. And I'm paying attention. to You're talking to me. I'm not listening to you because I'm watching the map and I'm watching you blow past the left oh, turn that you man. were supposed to make. I haven't missed any since. As you're regaling us with some story about spring training in 2020. Newsflash, man. We don't care. We just want to get to the Airbnb. <laughs> we have heard a few times that we, we have heard a few times that you have spent six weeks out <laughs> here in also Arizona. Talked to hey, Newsflash, Cody's been to Surprise Arizona before. For six weeks at a time, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dry heat. We heard. <laughs> <laughs> say anything about that. <laughs> does Cody have a Heisman vote, though? I guess that's the real issue. No, do he not. does not. Still, that is, after that all is, these years. <laughs> that is something I'm trying and fighting for my right. All these years that. in media, I haven't been able to crack into that elite club. <laughs> uh, so it's been a fun first 24 hours. We'll continue kind of to mention some things we did yesterday. We, we got our guy Pete Sweeney, who actually uh, is hanging out with us last night. And I think he was he – was, I mean, that guy was up all night long. All, all night. And, and, you can only get, and you can only guess what he was doing in but the it, hours of the morning. It is a factual statement. When we, he, were, when we, were, going, when we were waking up, mm-hmm. he was just going to bed. He was just going to bed. That's a real thing that happened. Wow. Overnight. We can't talk about why. It's secret reasons So why, let speculation run wild. But Pete will confirm that time frame, that that is exactly what occurred. We, we went he, to bed, and he was up until at least 5 o'clock in the morning. And mm-hmm. Pete, the generous man that he is, I went in at like 6.20 this morning to get a bowl of cereal after taking a shower, and he's like, it's okay. You can turn on the light. He said the same thing to me. I was like, Pete, no, it's okay. I'm going to make this cereal in the dark for you. Oh, really? Because I made my cereal. <laughs> you turn the lights Hell on? Hell yeah, I did. What the hell, man? I, I mean, see. in fairness, like, you can't, you, can't, you can't get ready in the dark all morning long. True. I know, but, like, you know, I just, the fridge light provided enough to pour the cereal. I thought it was fine. Text line, of course, you guys can interact with us throughout the, sh- the show and throughout the week, 913-586-7610. People are already blaming Cody if the Chiefs lose because he can't handle a certain place we visited yesterday. That's right. Then we should Wait, be allowed. that's bad luck? They said You're if Cody can't sh- handle yes. those, then we uh, should be allowed to throw rotten tomatoes at him. Rotten I tomatoes? I actually agree with that. I actually agree with that. Didn't I try to get Alex to put himself in some stockades once? 
That was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was recent. That was. I that do was like when you recent. say once. <laughs> <laughs> many, many, many years ago. No, that was like it definitely, 10 days definitely ago. was the case. But, no, we're going to have a great time. We're out here in this entire week, and uh, a little bit later on in the week, we'll, of course, have some special guests. We expect to have the chairman and CEO of the Chiefs on the show tomorrow, Clark Hunt. He will Ever be on heard the of show. him? Yeah, you would think that's a pretty big deal. Huh. Uh, he will we're going to play Billionaire Prices Right. I'm going to ask him how much eggs cost. Well, now they are well, getting up in price. Yeah, eggs are through the roof. Yeah. Everybody knows that. That's topical. <laughs> He'll know that. Uh huh. <laughs> he watches the eggs. markets. <laughs> he might. Ask him a gallon of milk. <laughs> a gallon of milk, you may get him on that one. <laughs> so that's tomorrow around 945. Do you or know so how much eggs cost? Him. They're like 450 right now. It's insane. Did you know that? I did not. I don't. I, don't I have about a dozen of a dozen eggs in a while. Eggs in like those are the things I don't even I don't even check the price on. <laughs> you have to just put them in the cart. Mm-hmm. Astronomical. Yeah. Astronomical price. Do you guys have anything you wanted to talk about today? Yes. I think we do. Go ahead, Gold. You were going to say something about dynasties, and then we got distracted by eggs. Yeah, look. I, you know, we're, we're here on <laughs> Radio Row. looking at me. <laughs> the, Cody's just <laughs> staring at me when That's Alex you, is you talking. Got, you guys have to deal with your own <laughs> we gotta thing. we got to figure this I'm, out. You guys, you guys, you guys can figure this out. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, no, but look. Only three teams have gone to the Super Bowl three or four years in, in a row, and only one, time, one team has gone to four in a row. And – here we are, we're talking about the Chiefs going to three out of their last four. Of course, did not make it a season ago. And I think the whole dynasty stuff to me is actually ridiculous being talked about right now. Unless we're going to now say dynasties count with appearances. I thought dynasties were stacking multiple Super Bowls in two or three years together. I didn't, and it, when, did we, and I, when did we start acknowledging that appearances equal dynasty? That doesn't make any sense to me. The no. Chiefs have to win this one, and then guess what? They're going to either have to win the next year or the following year after that for you to open up the dynasty talk again. If the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, lose this one, and then next year go to a Super Bowl, lose it, the, the, the Chiefs aren't in this dynasty realm. No, but if they win this one, Gold, you can make an argument to modern-day dynasty. Dude, look at the other dynasty. They all took place at a time when it was way easier. This is, like to me, like passing yardage records. I don't care that Phillip Rivers had more passing yardage than a lot of other Super Bowl caliber or MVP caliber or Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. They played in a different era. It's not his fault. Otto Graham used to lateral the ball. For his era, he was one of the best players. And for a dynasty perspective, there is only one modern dynasty in the post-free agent era, and it's the Patriots. Just one. So to me, if the Chiefs go to three Super Bowls in four years, go to five AFC championship games in five years, host five, and win two Super Bowls, to me, I think you are allowed to have the conversation that this is a dynasty. Look, you can have the other side of the argument. I would yeah. say that there's a, there, there's a good argument for saying no, Get one more, and we'll have a conversation. Yeah, that's where, and that's clearly where I'm at at this point. As impressive as this is, and it's not, it's not normal. It's something that we have to remind ourselves all the time that five straight AFC title games at three Super Bowls in four years, that is not normal. But to me, when dynasty, like the only way in all sports, when I start talking dynasty, it involves winning multiple Super Bowls in, you know, in consecutive years in some cases as well. I understand that, but, like, it's two out of three, man. Oh, it's, it's good, Cody, but, like, we can't just be like, well, it, it's, it's good enough, so let's just throw them the like, word dynasty. Because, like, then the word is like, hey, we're the Broncos in the mid-'90s a dynasty, right? Because they won back-to-back Super Bowls. That'd be the same number of Super Bowls. But to me, the, the dynastic run that we talk about, it's not just a two-year run. It's a five-year run, and the Chiefs are in the middle of that. I understand that, like, you can't win zero. I'm not trying to claim that you can be like, we can be like, well, the Buffalo Bills in the 90s. That's a dynasty, right? <laughs> Four straight Super Bowl trips. Well, they went over. I'm not saying that you can say dynasty if the Chiefs lose. I'm not trying to claim that. But I think if you win, you can have a very real conversation that this is what you're witnessing. Dynasty to me, dynastic runs, all of those things to me are 
a five, six, seven-year run of super success that includes multiple rings. Multiple yeah. rings. So yeah, we're 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 in lockstep on it. It involves them having to win next su- or this Sunday now, I should say, this Sunday uh, at in Glendale, where we actually walked by the the stadium or drove by, I should say, the stadium. Cody tried to sneak in; they wouldn't let us in, and quickly were shut down. But we did drive. That out was there. when I was driving. We, I was trying to we, find we ways. We did in. see State Farm Stadium, which looks absolutely massive, by the way. The setup around it is pretty cool. We'll try to get some photos and videos uh, out there. Uh, alone, but like, how much do you think Chiefs fans want to be able to say that? Like, we're, we're, I think Chiefs fans, of course, are enjoying the moment and where they're at, but the, the whole dynasty conversation is that something that's more of a national thing, or is it locally? Do people agree with you, I think, where it's like, hey, look, yeah, does, does it really matter, or is it as simple as, hey, if you're winning, if you're winning two rings and if you're going to a bunch of AFC title games, that's you're a dynasty. That you're a dynasty. Yeah, to I, me, the only modern di- this sucks because the only modern dynasty to compare them to is the Patriots. You don't have any others, right? There's no others you can be like, oh, that's also kind of like a dynasty because they're the only modern one. Post-mid-90s and free agents, like, they're it. So it's like, well, that sucks because that's the whole Tom Brady thing we were talking about. They did uncharacteristically great things, and that's hard because if I told you they win each of the next two, they win this one and next one, then no one's going to have the argument, right? No one's going to stand here and be like, that's not a dynasty. They won three Super Bowls in a six-year time period. Clearly, they are exactly that. I just look at what they're doing. I think what's most important about it is, like, even if you don't want to have the conversation gold, what's best about this is clearly they're on that type of run. Maybe they won't complete the dynasty part, but they're like all those other teams. They are in it every year. They matter every year. They have a chance to win the Super Bowl every year. They are the one team that is going to stand in every single team's way. Think about every year, man. Some teams got to be like, that's the team we got to get by to get to the Super Bowl. The Bucks still had to get by you, right? You were still the team standing in the way. The Eagles still have to get by you. You were standing in the way. Or Cincinnati, it's every year someone still has to go through you in order to do it. You have to beat Kansas City first before you can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's or the, beat them last, I guess, in, in this case, where you're Philadelphia. Right, and that's the separate conversation. What was the, the, the soundbite, I think, was Joe Mixon three weeks ago? And oh, we, said, we, we said they're the big dogs of the AFC. I made we, fun of them then, and I, I can. It's even easier to make fun of them now. And we joked about it at the time, and Nick got mad because at us because we kept saying big dogs. He's like, please stop saying big dogs on Let's the do show. Let's do it again, big dogs. So we're gonna keep saying big dogs. Where are my dogs at? Now? Um, okay, only all, you guys. <laughs> you bark can, on radio. You guys can <laughs> only do it if you if you bark like dogs. We will not be. Uh, we will on not be radio. Doing that. Can we wait till it's busy? What do you mean on radio road? There's a million people here. Nobody cares about you guys. Dude, if this, we start well, barking, accurate. someone's going to That's definitely Fine, accurate. if nobody does Everybody's supposed, Everybody in this room is so concerned with themselves okay. that they're not Fine. paying attention <laughs> to anyone else. Say a curse word really loud. We're like something no, that that's people... No, that has nothing to do with the radio. radio. Row. We're, we're still, yeah, we're let's still find out. bound let's, by FCC. Let's find it. <laughs> Hold on, you can say some. <laughs> you know, we're, you know we're Cody, we're, you know Cody. Did you hear him? <laughs> you can say some. As Cody. if the rules change now that we're in Phoenix. Our show is on at the same time, the same station in Kansas City, just because we're here. The <laughs> show is, we're on Radio Row, Cody thinks but the we're show in a, is the same. an alternate universe now, where you, you can, can say, say the F word on the air. No, you can say ass. Say it really you loud. You can say ass in Kansas City, Cody. I know, but see, how, see if anyone pays attention to you. I think you're just making me mad, and it's actually, it might work. <laughs> see how loud you can say it. Say it until it makes um, you uncomfortable, until someone turns around. But, ass? Yeah. But, anyway... But <laughs> no, not but not no. Oh. I was trying to transition. He's trying to be nice. I'm no, trying, no, I think we I'm know not what you were say, doing. But I'm trying to get back to where we were, where we were at. You know, I'm oh, trying to get back talk. in the conversation, the backside of where, where we were the big, at. the big dog. Let's get to the bottom of it. I think we should get to the <laughs> bottom of this conversation, which is we were on the rear end of this conversation. Uh-huh, it's fine. Uh-huh. That when it comes to the. <laughs> Juggernaut! Oh my, this is gonna be. A, we're, what? We're, we're only what 15, we're only fifteen minutes into this thing today. Oh boy, let's take a break. Let's um, take a break, guys. 
the Chiefs are the actual big dogs, though, the juggernaut of yeah. the AFC. They are the team in the hurdle that you have to get through. That's fine, though, but that, that is separate from saying somebody is a dynasty. That, that, like, I don't know why do we have to change what are considered high standards for dynasties and things like that in sports, and now we try to, for lack of a better term, dumb them down because the, to appease the, the narrative at this point in time. Like, to me, it's not dumbing it down. It's factoring in like we do any other era. It's factoring in era. I do think that that matters era is important because again before you know quarterbacks made all this money or before free eight like every other dynasty outside of the patriots again i remind you existed before free agency the steelers just got to keep like 15 hall of fame players on their roster well yeah i'm not surprised they were able to manage sustained success like miami didn't lose a single player for yeah, like not, a decade not, of right. course but you just said it. it we have seen a team do it post free agency and so like that is <sighs> that is the standard i know but god it's like the it's supposed it to be hard, Cody. It's no, but it's not hard. that. It's, it's like they made it impossible. Setting yourself up to the Patriots dynasty is impossible. No one can live to that standard. No one can just seven rings or win like five and ten. You know, like it's impossible. They, they set an impossible standard. It if the modern with, standard it, dynasty is only the Patriots, no one's ever going to be a dynasty ever again. It starts with winning rings to me in multiple consecutive years. I mean, I, I think that has to be part of the equation. You think back to back? I think what, why, why, why is two a year or three from, let's say like a year from now. Let's say a year from now, the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, which is going to be in Las Vegas next year, and the Chiefs are the defending champs. Going into that game, this conversation about like dynasty and like hey, just win one. That to me, it'll be pretty simple at that point. Oh, you then have, yeah, you, you win that, and then this whole conversation is a moot point, and, and it's done. Um, but to me, it requires setting yourself up for a second straight Super Bowl, and then after that, then you can have you can potentially have a gap. You know, nobody's saying you got to win four in a row. That's, no, that's, they might be insane. separate. The Patriots Again, had two separate dynasties. The, the, the Patriots, and in general, only three teams have gone to the Super Bowl three or four years in a row. Only one team has gone to four in a row. And that's so, Buffalo, who lost all, all four. four. Which is obviously well, that, and that's, devastating. By the them. way, the flip side of this conversation is you are actively trying to avoid becoming one of those teams. Dude, being the team that goes to the Super Bowl a bunch but loses a bunch – Right now, though, you've got the one fun, in your back pocket, which helps you in this whole I know, but if it's like Mahomes has been to three and he's lost two, and then, then the next Super Bowl you go to, then that's a big part of the conversation. You're going to lose three out of four. You're going to go to the Super Bowl all the time and never win it? He's never going to be the best team? I mean, that'll be the debate, but is, it a, is that even a real conversation? Like, what we, all of a sudden we think that Mahomes is not capable of winning Super Bowls? You know what I mean? Like that, no, that's what's kind of funny it, about that whole narrative. Not, not capable is different than not doing it. I'm not talking about whether he's capable. He's clearly capable, but he's not doing it. He'd be actively not doing it at that point, you know? The conversation is not what he's capable of. It's what he's done, and what he's done is lose a bunch. If that's, if that, and that's the narrative that probably is going to fire up. If they no, but I, I mean, I get it. Like that'll, that'll certainly be the, what, what, you know, the, the bait shows and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying, truly, it, it's funny to me in that whole realm. Mahomes won a ring. If he were to lose two or three Super Bowls in a row – do I suddenly think he's incapable of winning Super Bowls? Like that's that is like no, a but crazy. I, know, I know that's the conversation, it. but that would be crazy to me to cons- to say that if he is still at that point in time the best quarterback in football, the best player in football, he is going to have a chance to win each Super Bowl separately in its own in its own realm and its own deal. Each, each one is not necessarily connected in a realistic sense. I understand what the national conversation debate shows will be. You're right. I mean that will be if we're sitting here two years from now and he's he's lost a Super Bowl or two in a row, then then that certainly will be what some people at least will try to, to bring up. I just don't think it's – I don't think it's a real conversation. can't believe he's still got six more days for this game. There's like, oh, man, I don't – like the stress of Super Bowl week. I Are you stressed? I can't believe we still have six more minutes in this segment. Yeah, that's crazy, too. No, we only too. have five more. Yeah. Thank goodness. We need to take a break. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're working hard, man. <laughs> we deserve a little Actually, let's ask back if we can get more, more breaks. 
We'd like more breaks. See if we can do like a three-hour show. Yeah. I like that. Who do you want to cover the other hour? Jed? He's back there. It's, mo- it's Monday, and, and Nick is trying to get us off the air an hour yeah, early. Dude, let's get out of here. Who's I like that our boss sent us to Phoenix, and then we're like, can we do less show? Would that be okay? Or? Who's the most famous person in this room right now? Ooh. Uh, currently banned Boomer Esiason. Is it him? I don't see him. He was here. Oh, he was here earlier. Yeah, I think Boomer's probably a strong We did talk answer. to his co-host, and we told – so that's a, that's a big yeah, update. Yeah, Geo. We oh, told yeah. Geo, Boomer and Geo, that Boomer has been blacklisted from Cody and Gold. And – Boom. He laughed. And, and Gio <laughs> agreed that Boomer big-timed us oh, in yeah. ignoring us for an he, interview he said that after he, he had stolen all the food. He said he told Boomer he should have called in from the Uber into our show uh, last week or two weeks ago and should have done that on that Monday Guys, instead of just going right to his Uber and driving to the airport. The, the, the important thing here is if Dustin Colquitt shows up to Radio Row, <laughs> all three people who are banned from our show will be here. Why do you think Dustin Colquitt Michael would Lombardi. show up? Michael Lombardi is going to be here? He's, he's got a set over there that there's a, uh, a V6 set. The, because someone will pay Dustin Colquitt to do the Radio Road Tour. Mm. Are you kidding? The Who? Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Who, Who is paying a former punter <laughs> to show up to Radio Road? Dude, all kinds of random people show up. <laughs> okay, so will you any will, will you guys, even though I know that all I, three I spearheaded, I know I spearheaded Colquitt, but mm-hmm. will you guys have the stones to tell any of them to their face they're not welcome? Like, if no, I, I mean, booked if, him. If Michael Lombardi, if you book him, we will say, look, Michael, I'll be honest. We, we hesitated having on your okay. show. You actually have been banned. You know why? And we will explain the situation. Okay. I, abso- I will do that. I'm not going to be flat out, like, rude, but I will explain, like, this is. This is why you were uh-huh. banned. We're currently lifting and that for half got, a second. And hopefully he has a personality and can laugh it off, and then maybe he can get reinstated. But if not, then point. we can definitely. Yeah. Don't, we want, don't we want an, uh, an apology? A formal don't apology. we want him to kind of. Come unglued a little bit. Oh, if he comes unglued, oh, yeah. that's great as well. Either or way, for him to win. just like storm off the set, that's also fine. Like you guys brought me over here just to tell me I'm banned. We're like, yeah. It will further confirm the correct decision in banning him. What What do you think about doing the same thing to Dustin Colquitt? I think he will fight back. You think he will fight back? Well, He's a punter. No, but he he. Would I think be verbally he will, bigger than him. He will try to defend himself. He'll be more argumentative. You think he'll get it. back into the original conversation about why Tommy was getting. Having trouble, with he the might Colts. say, "Hey, look, Bucker hasn't missed a kick in over a month. Ever since my comments, something changed, and they've been." Better. I think you lead the interview with, "Hey, just real quick, how uh, many all pros? As we introduce, how many all pros do you have?" <laughs> oh, okay, because Tommy Townsend has one. <laughs> I was just wondering. Oh yeah, that's right. I was Why thinking maybe you guys I'm, had the same the number of all pros, but you don't. What? Turns out Tommy Townsend. Why are you one? defending him so I'm not, ardently? I'm not defending He's him. On I just show. think it's we're united. I, I think it's funny. Why we're just like throwing. We're a Tommy Townsend show, but you know why? He threw Tommy under the bus. Yeah. That's the punting is supposed to be a brotherhood, <laughs> and Dustin, I think, he committed. I mean, uh, punter adultery by stepping out and speaking out. That's betrayal. Hmm. So how can you how can you be a part of the brotherhood at that point? That's a good point. Thanks, man. Thanks, Cody. That's a good point. Brotherhood. You Do know. you guys like that I'm this close to you this week? You guys are extra close, and then I'm even close as well. I'm comfortable. I'm okay. I'm actually very comfortable. These chairs aren't He's too bad. Close. I mean, man, we're spending a lot of time together in the car, spending time together at We're going to hate house. each other by the time this oh, week. Oh, we'll yeah. talk about the living arrangements we're gonna need coming a up detox. a little bit later on, in fact. We'll talk about the living arrangements and, and how that all went down, too. We're going to talk about how I heard a rap at my bedroom door at 3 in the morning, and Alex is standing there with a blanket in his hand and said, Nick, I can't oh. sleep. <laughs> I said, okay, come here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. I thought we were going to save that to later in the show. Dang it. I didn't well, know we, we were going to talk, we we talk rehash, about everything. We can rehash it. Darn. Hmm. 
of course, are broadcasting from Radio Row here in Arizona, brought to you by Raygun and Baker University. Coming up next, though, there are all these storylines that exist for the Super Bowl. Some of them actually matter. Some of them don't. We'll go through some of those. And what happens when you're an offensive team and you go up against a top-five pass defense like the Chiefs are? How do you fare in the Super Bowl? We'll get to that next here on Cody and Gold. All right, we are back here at Radio Row in Arizona. It is Cody and Gold, day number one from Phoenix, and things will start to heat up as the week continues. Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwert with you, and we are on Radio Row thanks to our friends over at Baker University. We'll get to Nick's little notes, as always, coming up in about uh, 15 minutes or so. But there's all these storylines that exist for this game. I think some actually mean something. And to the some, actual game? Yeah, and some are either fun stories. Like, for example, the Kelsey Brothers story. You're going to hear that repeated Hundreds of times, whether it's on this station, other uh, you know TV shows, whatever it may be, on the Kelsey Brothers podcast, on their, pro- on their <laughs> podcast, they had their mom on there. Like, look, and it's and it's a fun storyline, but ultimately, it's it's one of those that is going to just be a fun storyline. It's not going to have a true impact. One place center and one place tight end. It's not a you know if. if Jason Kelsey was a linebacker, and he was going up against his brother. That would actually be like a true matchup sure. that we could discuss. There's some fun prop bets out there. Who will have more snaps in the game? Uh, Kelsey over under. It's like uh, Jason Kelsey 14 and a half snaps more than Travis Kelsey. Stuff like that exists. Uh, maybe it's not even 14 and a half, but either way, there's some fun props. The one that actually to me has some meaningful uh, value to it in terms of what it looks like for the future career of Andy Reid uh, and also Nick Sirianni. The Reed going back to playing the Philadelphia Eagles after 14 years there, like that actually, even though Andy's going to downplay it all week, tonight we're going to be at the opening night. It matters. Uh, just down the street at the arena where the Phoenix Suns play. And he's going to get asked about it. And he's going to downplay it and say, I had some great years there, and it doesn't mean any more. But I, come on now. Like, I, I think it actually does add some juice to this for Andy Reed. I think the ones to me that add – I think the Andy one absolutely plays. I, he is 3-0 against his old team in a Chiefs uniform. I think in previous times he has talked about how much it meant to him, and I don't think he's going to want to lose to that team. It's nothing against. I don't think they left on bad terms or there's ill will. I don't think that that's the problem there. But I think that he's just not going to want to lose to Philly. That's a team, and Philly fans are going to pretend this week that they loved Andy and they weren't trying to shove him out the door and doing like songs asking him to leave because they had grown tired of his time in Kansas City. And look, it hadn't gone all that bad for Philly. The time they he's left... They've won a Super Bowl, the same amount the Chiefs have won since he's left, and they're now in their second Super Bowl, the same amount, well, one less than the Chiefs have been in since Andy Reid. So it's not like they've had no success in the absence of Andy Reid. But there is really something there. I don't think Andy is just pretending like that's not part of the case. I think the ones that really stand out to me that sometimes we're like, do they think about that? Contract stuff. You know, what's funny is I don't think it matters as much for Chris Jones because I think he got himself paid. But for Orlando Brown Jr., the storyline that is, is he going to be a Chief going forward, matters. This is his last best opportunity, in my opinion, to showcase himself to everyone. That he's the guy, he's the man to pay, this is, the, this is his put up. And I told you last week, like, have your Chris Jones moment. I really think his contract stuff is an important storyline that actually matters for how he plays in this game. Because you know how it is under anything. Like uh, um, I've described before, like in youth sports, right? Uh, it was not good under pressure. I was better at practice. Be like, wow, Cody might be okay at this. And then we get into a game and I'd crumble, right? And I'm not saying that's going to happen to Orlando Brown Jr. He's now playing a lot of big games. But people respond differently to it. And I don't know 
if Orlando Brown Jr. in his first Super Bowl, in in a moment that can get him up to you know 150 million dollars, whatever, right? That if that kind of thing can set him back, and so he's got to figure out for there. Those are the two that stand out to me. I think a lot of the rest of it is fluff, like I, you know, high school teammate stuff with AJ Brown, whatever. The Kelsey <laughs> brothers, okay, right. I don't I don't know that any of those drive it other than the two we mentioned. Is there a third one I'm missing? I mean, there's other contract, you know, guys individually contract wise yeah, that aren't going to be massive. Paid. He's the, you know, Orlando Brown Jr. is the one that's pending. I mean, there's potential deals for, you know, I think that if Juju's able to come back with the knee injury and play in the Super Bowl yeah. and have a big time performance, I think that bodes well for his free agency market to show that the knee is all right and he's also able to be effective. And then there's smaller scale stuff, you know, guys like Legarius Sneed, who. Yeah, we don't even to, talk about him the way we were talking about Shavarius con- Ward last year. Talk about weird. a contract for him. Yeah. I mean, that's something that is in the cards as well. So I think there's some individual performance. The Orlando Brown Jr. one, as much as it is contract, I just think, and I think you agree, it is just such a key for this game as well. Like the formula, part of how you put together a winning formula if you're looking at how the Chiefs beat the Eagles, it involves both tackles playing really, really well against an Eagles front that uh, is the best in football. You know, I, I think – Historically, the front is one of the best. I don't think the entire defense is as good as the 2015 Broncos no. or the 85 Bears, but the, the Great defensive line. line, it's up there. And how do you stack up uh, against them? And it's a great challenge both, yes, for his contract, but also for this team to be able to win the football game, that is also what they need from Orlando Brown Jr. So in the importance of, of, you know, if you're ranking out who has to have some of their, their best football played, yeah, Orlando Brown Jr. is one of the first probably three, four names that come to mind, absolutely. I will say this. I think that, that that's a storyline that I don't think has been explored enough that probably should be. Defensive line versus defensive line. We do it with quarterbacks. Why the hell can't we do it with defensive that's lines? sexy is what it is. You know the answer to that. That's what I know, it is. but think about it, man. That's Obviously, we know the defensive line is one of the most important units on the field outside a quarterback, right? And this was the two teams in the league who finished first and second in the NFL in sacks. Who gets to the other quarterback more is going to be a massive point for who wins this game. Who's the real – because – Nobody ever really questioned Philly. Because to me, that's the storyline. Nobody ever questioned Philadelphia's ability to get to the quarterback. Like, nope, they're great at it. They're the best. They're always the best. And then that was the conversation I was having going into the Cincinnati game with you, which is, how come Kansas City doesn't get that, that pass? They were the number two sack team. How come people don't just assume they are going to sack Joe Burrow? And you were like, well, because history tells me yeah. they haven't been able to do it. Well, now we've seen it, right? So now we have even more evidence gold to say in this game they should get to Hurts. Because wow. as mobile as Hurts is, he's been sacked like 45 times this year. So he will go down sometimes. The next challenging question is like now that you've gotten past Joe Burrow and you've gotten over that hurdle, I, we've already seen it discussed out of Philadelphia, and it's understandable. It's like, well, they have the best offensive line of football, so can you do it against the best offensive line of football? There's, there's always excuses and things that come up along the way. I get it, but I think it is a valid question still. All right, you did it against Joe Burrow. You finally got to him. You did it with three backup offensive linemen. So now what happens when you go up against a fully healthy Eagles offensive line that's probably the best in football, and, and most people would agree. So, okay, it's a, t- like it's, it's, it's a tougher challenge in that regard for Chris Jones and Carl Loftus. So, yeah, there's still new hurdles. Like I, I don't think it's as simple for me as, all right, Chris Jones got home, so now I'm not worried at all ever about the pass no, rush. No, that's not where I'm at. This is a different test with the quality of offensive line they're going to see. Now, it's not as good of a quarterback. I understand Jalen Hurts was in the running for MVP and is probably going to finish second on Thursday night when the NFL Honors Award show, which happens right here, uh, right downtown, I think, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, but Joe Burrow's better than Jalen Hurts, but, so there's the balance there. But, you know, like, so you saying the Philly are the best uh, offensive line, it's subjective. 
Who um, do you think's better? Pro football. So Pro Football Focus has been one. Yeah. Um, but the Chiefs are ranked three on that list. So I mean, I mean, is there a huge difference? And again, I you know like yeah, but we're not comparing the offensive but, but here, lines. But, I'm comparing here, the defensive front to their offensive. I line. know, but like look at but but look some of this to me is like a stats based thing. I think Kansas City might have a better offensive line than Philly. The argument is Pro Football Focus is the same, right? Yeah. Let's give it. Let's uh, let's choose a metric that gives them some level of ability to measure the system, right? Here is the measurement, Gold. Here is the measurement for how they look at the offensive lines. One of the ways we grade offense and defensive lines is sacks. One team has let up half as many sacks as the other team. So why can't Kansas City be the better offensive line? Maybe I give the edge to Philadelphia because they've got way more sacks. I think you know the answer, though, a little bit to that. Because Mahomes avoids him. I really think that is a huge part but of I mean, this. But yeah. there's only but Jalen Hurts is one of the most athletic it, quarterbacks in the NFL. Shouldn't he be avoiding these? Like, but he's know, not as good. But he's not as good as Mahomes. And this was like, you know, he's not. He's yeah, not but as what percentage? Quarterback. Mahomes is twice as good at Jalen Hurts at avoiding sacks. Twice as good. Like I don't, you know, like some of it is just a stats based thing. Look, if Jalen Hurts gets sacked forty five times a year, this it's a probably combina- it's a combination. It's not just it's as pro- simple as like no, hey, that he's, he, he avoids sacks double Mahomes. No, it's he doesn't avoid sacks quite as good as Mahomes, and then also or more, you know, and then, and then if you're looking at the offensive line, so when you're, if you're I think the, the Chiefs' offensive off- line is just as good as Philadelphia's. Well, they're gonna they're gonna certainly be tested. I think it's an underrated offensive line, but if we're, we're going through and who is the best offensive line in this game, I, I don't think there should be much debate on who the better old line is. Uh, and I think if you're going through, like, who's it? Who's they more also important? have the most uh, penalties in the NFL against them, most holding penalties in the NFL, the, the Eagles. So it's like that's another thing that does not point to being the so best. So are we now not worried about Carl Jefferson? Like I'm just saying, like if we're gonna if we're yeah. gonna bring penalties in the argument and say that he's out to get Kansas City, well then you shouldn't be. Then that shouldn't even be problematic for you at all. No, but I'm just saying, like they gave up 44 sacks. They are the most penalized offensive line in the league. I'm just supposed to blanket give them the best line? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I'll just I'll just agree disagree. I think it's the best offensive line in football. Uh, the Chiefs are gonna have to go up against uh, on Sunday, and so it's probably the best offensive line they faced all year, but. Well, that, yeah, that probably is a guarantee. I think we're describing them like, like they're the 90s Chiefs, man. There's like three Hall of Famers on it, and that's not what the Eagles' offensive line Nobody's is. Saying that. You could be, <laughs> nobody's saying that. You could be the <laughs> you could be the number one offensive line in football and not be historically great. It's actually what I've been saying about the Eagles' defense. I think it's a great defense. I push back on the narrative that their entire defensive unit is the 85 Bears and in, in, in the 2015 Broncos. I think their defensive front stacks up. But, no, I, I'm, I think you can say somebody or some unit is the best this year in football. Nope, doesn't mean I'm automatically claiming they're stacking up as one of the all-time greats. That Clearly, this conversation we're having, though, the offensive line is going to be huge in this football game from on both yeah. ends. I'm sure in Philadelphia they saw what Chris J- Jones just did and destroyed Cincinnati's front. They, they maybe are a little concerned about that. I just think – Helps when you have Jason they, Kelsey. They have Jason Kelsey, <laughs> and, they're, and they're healthy. You know, they're, they're a much better offensive line than what the Chiefs faced last week. That's all I'm saying. And to your point, maybe the Eagles haven't seen an offensive line like this in a little bit. So something's going to have to give there. I just think that is a huge, huge part of the, the game on Sunday. Yeah, I would make the argument that this is one of the better offensive lines Philly has also faced. I understand they just faced, like, what is a very good offensive line as well in San Francisco. But it's, I don't I mean, I can't, nothing in that game mattered. So it's like I can't even have the conversation about how much weight was put into oh, that. Oh, the strength of schedule stuff is real. I mean, we, we pulled out the, the trend yeah, last week anybody. where if, you, if you're if you in the Super Bowl and the team you're playing has a strength of schedule of 10 spots or more worse, and Philly does, teams in the Super Bowl are 10-2 and two against that. And that yeah. favored, that's the trend that favors Kansas City, to your point about, you know, okay, they were the number one offense. Maybe that's where we're actually disagreeing is where they were the number one offensive line in football. I think they are, but how much did the schedule play into that? Factually, they are the number one offensive line in football, most, most metrics. But – 
How much was that because of the schedule that they played and, and the front also plays played. a factor? Yeah. Yeah. And I just I don't know. When you're the most penalized and give up like the fifth most sacks, those are like all the things so like I'm really only trusting a pro football focus score. You're not asking me to look at anything else objectively for them because the normal stats in which we are critical of offensive lines, they've done bad at both. And I'm like, I mean, I know it. I can watch their offensive line. I know they're very good. I'm not trying to say they're the worst offensive line either. That's crazy. They are one of the top five units in the NFL. I just think the Chiefs' offensive line is just as good. I think of, of how these teams are stacking up, and we'll get to Nick's notable notes coming up in about five minutes. Does he have notes today? He has something for us. He's always, it's Nick Short. He's ready. He's prepared. He made a face like he's just Well, a of course he's and prepared. Don't say, and don't say, does he have notes, as if I'm not sitting five feet away from you. <laughs> like, don't talk about me like I'm not in the room. Like, I should have uh, just said, hey, Nick, do you have notes today? You, there's going to become a point in time. Are you th- you pointing at me like you want to punch me? Can you not point there's at me gonna like be that? A point I don't like angry. it. He's angry. There's going to be a point in time when you – I'm assuming you do this with your kids too, where, like, you and your wife are talking about Ruby as if she's not standing right there. And eventually she's going to start to realize what you're doing, and she's going to resent you for it as well. So wow. just stop doing it. Just <laughs> wow. stop doing it. Wow. I'm here. Resent me? me? If you want to talk about me or to <laughs> me, just say my name. Okay. Do you, have, do you have notes? We're yeah. going to get to him in a second. Yeah. Not yet. We're going to get to him in okay. a couple minutes. I, that's fine. this guy. I was just asking. Go ahead. Uh, at some point, of course, throughout the week, we'll, we'll get all our guests' game predictions. Of course, we'll give our game predictions as well, and those are going to be presented by Ag Power. John Deere, experience all that John Deere has to offer at Ag Power, and by Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's, get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99 in-store or at Papa Murphy's. Com. We've got some Papa Murphy gift cards to hand out to some, some guests as well right at our table, and we will do that throughout the week. But, look, I, I think the, the defense on the passing end is another area. As much as we're talking about the front, this is a Eagles defense, top five pass defense. Yeah. Uh, Eagles are number one in some of the more analytical numbers, passing DVOA, which we bring up quite a bit. And if a stat you look I at, really trust. And if you look at how teams that fit the same realm of where they're at defensively, how have teams – like them, perform in the Super Bowl. Does it, does it equate to automatic wins? There's some numbers behind that. 2021, last year's Super Bowl. The Rams were the third. They, of course, won Super Bowl 56. In 2020, against the Chiefs. Now, we know the Chiefs had all kinds of offensive line issues. Oh, but the Bucs were the fifth best pass defense in football. They won. The one time a team that had a top five passing defense in the last uh, 10 years or so yes, that sir. lost was the San Francisco 49ers playing the Kansas City Chiefs, Jet Chip Wasp, and the fourth quarter comeback. Other than that, 2015, the Broncos defense, number one pass defense, they won. Seattle, 2013, number one pass defense, they won in 48. So there are some trends that certainly go towards Philly, but as you pointed out, San Francisco is the one team that was yeah. not able to do that, and that was against Kansas City and a couple years And the Bucks won it, in my opinion, is a wash. That's not the, the reason. Issues. That's not the reason why they beat yeah. Kansas City. So that's an incomplete grade. The other three, I do think that the Rams win in 2021 had a big factor there, and I think we know the Broncos in 2015. Just their defense as a whole was a huge reason. It was, it was historically good defense. Yeah, it was. Here's the thing: we probably like week 12 or 13 had a conversation about this. Doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> this season against top five scoring defenses in the NFL is averaging more points per game than they do on average. He is better against elite defenses than he is against even just average or normal defenses. So to me, this doesn't play nearly the factor that you would think into it. I understand, like, this stat is real, and we've talked a lot about the trend lines and the things that come with it and the challenges that we can have here, Gold, based on that conversation. But to me, it's fairly obvious the Kansas City, I don't care. Like, it's almost to the point with our offense that I don't care 
any stat you have in favor of the opposing defense. Like, oh, they're number one in points per game for defense. Oh, they're a top five DVOA pass defense. Oh, they're I'm like, I don't care. The so you're Chiefs saying just score roll the ball out there, all, not worried about the offense. Well, it's I. In a way, aren't we close uh, to getting there? We are. My thing with Philadelphia's defense, again, I think if you're going to find an area, even if their pass defense ranks in the top five, will be they're, they're tackling and their linebackers as well. So I, I don't think they're a good tackling secondary. So if you're, if you're going to get some guys in space and hope that Kelsey can get some yards after the catch or Juju or whoever, yeah. uh, we'll see about Juju's health, of course, throughout this week. Um, but I, I think that is still the one area, despite being a top-five pass defense, that you can exploit. Make, can Philadelphia tackle consistently? Can their linebackers tackle consistently? That's the one area that I think you can kind of exploit the middle of the field against Philadelphia. Other than that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very solid defense. But what you're saying is that, hey, number 15's out there. It doesn't matter. He's the best quarterback in football. He's going to make it happen. And he look, has pretty consistently proven that. that. Yeah, hasn't he? Like, I understand. We, it's not that we're never going to bring up these conversations and be like, look how good that pass defense is. And maybe this is an even bigger factor, depending on the conversation we'll have later in the show and this week, about the injuries. Maybe I'm more worried about the number one pass defense if Juju and Tony don't play. Slightly different conversation, right? Now we're asking them to go after those guys more aggressively, Gold, which makes it a much bigger challenge. All right, let's get to Nick's Notable Notes. Gotta write something down. Nick's Notable Notes. All right, guys. Super Bowl week edition of Nick's wow. Notable Notes. Hope you brought your notepads and your yeah. pens. Sorry, sorry to interrupt your, your peanut butter cracker snack in the middle of the show. Sorry to interrupt I, that. I like you know? nothing changes. Yeah. No matter where we are, Nick is Nick. He already opened up some peanut butter crackers. I wait 40 minutes. I'm hungry. What is your guys' He's burning problem? a lot of energy this week. I did eat a lot. <laughs> yesterday was concerned. Yesterday. You guys got to see up hey, close and personal I, just I how many calories are my, shoveled into this. My favorite thing course. about the living arrangements this Super Bowl trip compared to the rest, we each have our own bathroom. This is fantastic. It's much better. Not me. Oh. Oh, well, he is sharing with Pete Sweeney. Well, that's all right. That's Pete Sweeney showed up on our doorstep like a hobo looking for a he place knocked to on the door and with then his bags. filled up the he medicine a, cabinet he had a stick and bindle in, with him <laughs> and he said hey do you guys mind if i crash here for the week so uh i guess i drew the short end of the stick so yes Pete, Pete well, will be sharing my bathroom <laughs> pete's got the couch though you got you got the bed you got a bed still yeah but the bathroom that's a little he took the entire medicine cabinet unbelievable how much guy he took the whole medicine cabinet yeah i I, did, I hadn't even unpacked yet and he just walks in like he owns the place and just starts shoving stuff yeah but see I, I try to unpack immediately as well i don't like i i got my i was unpacked in 10 minutes five minutes that's a little it's too early it's too quick really i like to get settled i don't want to live out of the suitcase let me just let me just breathe in the the phoenix air that crisp phoenix air a little bit before i before i really start unloading my stuff i know we're going to talk about injuries coming up in the next hour but Juju is a guy we talked about before the Bengals game. He didn't play a full workload, but we, we talked about him being able to sort of rewrite his legacy in Kansas City if he had mm -hmm. a big game. He didn't have a big game. It's been a while since he's had a big game. He's sort of seen his production come in stretches for the Chiefs. He'll have one, and then that'll turn into a two- or three-game stretch where he looks like a legit number one receiver. Barring a massive game in the Super Bowl, are we rethinking the offseason strategy for the Chiefs when it comes to trying to extend Juju here in KC long term? Well, I think it's a couple couple things now with the injury on the knee. Like, how healthy is he going to be? Is he able to get through a full football season? Is this someone that's going to just have injuries throughout his entire okay, career? And that's going to dictate. Right, because you're going to put your training staff on. Let's just imagine, right, for argument's yeah. sake, that there's no long-term structural damage. There's nothing that you look at and say, okay, we're really scared of, of this. Let's just yeah. say he is who he is. 
Are you still interested if you're the I Chiefs? I have for the right. I mean, it's, I'm all right. It's not like no. I know. You can't. But you can't say for the because we can say that for any player, right? Oh, for the right amount of money, of course. But, but that is part of the conversation. I mean, literally, the reason why he signed here, other than playing with Patrick Mahomes, was because it was a one-year deal that had incentives that bumped it up over ten million dollars. Is that, that, is was that realistic again? Uh, that that would be to me the most realistic way where they would be able to retain him. Otherwise, I don't see them giving a, a massive multi-year but deal. Do you out think of it. It's Let's say it's three for thirty-six. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I that, would do it. I don't know if he, I think he might be able to get better. I would do that, but I'm not so sure that's actually. If you well, look that's at what the I'm really agent, getting at here. If you look at the free agent wide receivers, he still might be at the top of the class. Oh, based it's not off even close. So that's he why the, the money's the going to be there. That's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of saying. Of course, you would do a team-friendly deal. My big question is, is that going to be on the table for the Chiefs, or is Juju going to say, "Hey, man, I'm the best receiver, and it's not even close. I can go and get a 15, 16 mil per." type deal simply because there's nobody else worth offering out there. And so anybody, it's the Christian Kirk thing. It's like anybody who's looking for a wide receiver is going to pay me first, especially if he goes and wins the Super Bowl. Be like, Look, a contributor to a Super Bowl winning team. He'll bring culture. Someone will talk about that when they pay him too. He's going to bring a winning culture But don't to you Kansas think from City. the flip side of things, from Kansas City's perspective, the fact that if they do go on to win the Super Bowl and this guy, even though the, the, the raw numbers, the counting stats look good at the end of the season, we all know he has not been a big producer in the postseason. If you win the Super Bowl despite that, does it not make you take a step back and rethink how you want to evaluate how the Chiefs should be uh, assembling well, talent on if, offense? If we're going with receiving options and how much money they should put together for wide receiver core, the one thing we have consistently said on this show is as long as Travis Kelsey is that 1,200 to 1,300-yard tight end, then you can, you can probably continue to piecemeal this thing in the receiving core together. You're going to have MVS back next season. So to me, it's like kind of ride that out. Like no, you have that right now. Ride it out. You don't want to wait till it becomes a problem. You, you got to be proactive. Never do that. This is why we I talk know. about. That's not how they'll operate. That, that's why we talk about Brett Veach being one of the best general managers in football. He, you, and honestly, they have to look years Can ahead. we explore Cody's thought process here? Because not only is that not how Brett Veach operates, it's not how you should operate. <laughs> that's actually a bad strategy to say ride it out. Because you know what will happen is eventually you'll hit a, a point and you'll go, oh, wait, he just hit a wall. It's never a gradual decline. It's always a boom, he's not that guy anymore. I'm look, You I'm, don't wait for that moment to happen. I don't think it's about replacing Travis Kelsey for me as much as it is just, I, I would say, draft a wide receiver every year. Just keep throwing shots at that okay, no matter no, what. Okay, but why not draft a tight end, though? If, if, you're, if that is sort of the next domino that you expect to fall, why not way, get out ahead of that? Way easier to find a 1,400-yard wide receiver they don't than find a 1,400-yard tight end. Way no, you're not, you're not trying easier. to find a 1,400-yard tight end. You are getting out in front of the inevitability that Travis Kelsey is not going to be They're already doing that. Pro. That's why they drafted Noah Gray. Like, they were giving themselves a safety net, and they'll find another safety net in a year or two. I mean, no matter what they do with Juju or whoever, I think we all know they're drafting at least one more wide receiver in the draft. The question is, are they willing to spend pick 32 or 31 on it? in the NFL draft in Kansas City, or are they going to wait till the second round and think they can find some guy there? That's, to me, I think where we're at. The fact that they got answers at two big positions in the first round last year makes me think that they could go swing yeah. for a wide receiver in the draft this season. I am now going to probably just stare at Nick solely the rest of the show. The reason for that, CBS has their big set, and there's so a bright, bright light that is – I'm not kidding. I mean, it is. Well, dude, and that's 100 <laughs> it, yards away. It, it is, but – but is it, it a is, spotlight? It is a damn spotlight. I, they're in every 
and there are lights in yeah, every corner. Yeah, but those aren't corner. as bright. This this one at the top is absolutely un unbelievable. It's right currently so. being blocked by this. Right, these, barely. These two people, barely. so that's helping. Guys, um, so, yeah. Nick, I'm just going to look very closely into Nick's eyes the rest of the show and see what hey, kind of Did you put it that way? You know, that's what it's made. Well, really Nick, close. I mean, I put it that way. Nick started the show by you rubbing could look my anywhere, face. Nick. I didn't rub your face. Pretty I touched much. your face. I mean, it was it – was Hey, listen, if I'm rubbing your face, you're going to know I'm rubbing your face. Those are Nick's notable notes. Up next, we get to the 11 o'clock hour live here in Arizona, and there's at least one player that actually can shift the Hall of Fame narrative with a big performance on Sunday. We'll tell you who that is next.